Hey everyone, welcome to the Oregon Libertarian Podcast. This is Will Hobson. I am joined with Peter. And um, <clears throat> just want to say that the Oregon Libertarian Podcast is going to be kind of going into a kind of a multi-host, you know, multi-slot direction. Um, I'm no longer available to do Friday podcasts due to a new job I just picked up. So we're going to try to spread the love around and let... Um, some of the different leaders in Oregon uh, have have some time uh, recording episodes, and yeah, just kind of I want this to be kind of like a auditory venue where you can hear uh, what the different goings on are of the Libertarian Podcast here in Oregon, what the different leaders are doing in different parts of the state. So um, yeah, just to give you an idea, so the the episodes are probably going to be a little erratic for a while while we try to figure out our new schedule, but you will see more of them. There will be more content. Um, <clears throat> I can't stay for super long uh, today because I've got a kiddo to pick up from school. That's kind of like a third of the state away because I spent today dry, uh, early this morning driving to the Salem Capitol to catch the hearing uh, that they uh, snuck in on the rules uh, for measure 114. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, put it into really, uh, simple terms. I, I did only catch like the last 10 minutes of it, but I also saw like the full breakdown and there wasn't a whole lot going on. It was a pretty quick hearing, but basically the, uh, Oregon state police is pretty much going to be used as the firearms Gestapo for the, for the Democrats here in Oregon, they are going to be uh, creating a database of Oregon gun users, and they're not yet sure if they're going to be able to protect the privacy of that information. So it may become public knowledge whether someone has a firearm or not. So uh, that's really, uh, you know, I don't have to tell you that that's messed up. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, additionally, there are, what was the, the other thing they were saying? Um, yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they're going to, I heard something like they're going to create a unique identifier essentially for each gun owner in Oregon. Uh, the other thing too, uh, that they weren't sure of is that if a firearm that is currently grandfathered in, so like if you bought before the ban, uh, a high capacity magazine uh, or some other type of weapon that's no longer allowed uh, or accessory that if it is seized for whatever reason by the police, it's not yet certain whether that item can be returned. So I'm sure it doesn't take a whole lot of imagination to think of several different scenarios where the police can, you know, take your firearm from you. And then even if you, you know, deserve it back, it's unclear whether it can be given back to you. Uh, so, yeah, let that, uh, all the ramifications of that sink in. <laughs> so I don't know if you got to listen to the hearing, Peter. Did you get to listen to it? I guess it was uh, li live and broadcast. No, I didn't realize it was broadcasted live. I'll definitely have to check it out in post. Um, I mean, that's crazy that they're going to do a database of gun owners who might as well just start making up signs right now that said uh, this house protected by the Second Amendment because it seems like people are going to find out anyways. But, yeah, I mean, I was just at um, a gun shop uh, this past Saturday, um, and, yeah, it was like it was empty. 
Like, um, there's, I mean, there's a bunch of people online trying to buy stuff, but I mean, I, there's nothing on the shelf. There's like one AR, like no pistols, like no, nothing there. And I was like, Hey, are you guys closing? Like come the eighth or something? They're like, no, I mean, there's already 2,500 people in the queue and now you need a permit to buy a gun, which they don't have a system set up for. So we don't know when we're going to sell a gun again. So we're kind of just waiting to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, the the entire, you know, like focused or like businesses where that's their what they do is sell firearms, not like, you know, like a big box store that happens to also sell firearms. But those, you know, retail level, uh, you know, independent business owners that are selling firearms are, are in gi- a giant limbo right now on whether or not they can r- really have a, a business model that functions anymore. Um, I know that the... Uh, the stay that was an injunction that was trying to get uh, put into place by the Oregon Firearms Federation off and the uh, Firearms Policy Coalition, I want to say, or is it gun? They're working with one of the other, basically the two big, you know, national gun rights groups uh, that don't suck, like the NRA are uh, the Oregon, or sorry, the um, Gun Owners of America uh, or GOA. And the Firearms Policy Coalition, and there are a few others too, but those are two of the big ones that I see a lot. Uh, they're working on different lawsuits here in Oregon, and I guess the uh, attempt to put an injunction, so basically attempt to like kind of like freeze the law in place before it can be implemented, uh, was denied uh, on Tuesday uh, by the judge uh, that the, our local firearms rights policy, uh, group, the Oregon Firearms. Uh, Federation uh, try to put in place that failed and uh, they did uh, they denied the injunction but now another judge in I guess Harney County has um, uh, put a temporary restraining order so it's like a very very temporary stay on uh, on the full implementation of the law but they're still getting, you know, getting the rules ready, getting all the regulations, uh, you know, done up, which is what was being worked on today. Is that just for that county then? Uh, no, the, it's the temporary statewide. stay. Okay, it's, cool. It, uh, I believe it's an implementation statewide. Uh, but uh, but that just gives us like another ten days. So uh, yeah. to, to mount some other kind of like you know, uh, you know, time saving, you know, time buying defense. So. Um, it's you know obviously i think if this got all the way to the supreme court it would probably very i don't really see any way it wouldn't fail but in the meantime i don't know if that's as essentially the goal uh i'm sure the you know the anti-gun crowd would take it uh take the big win but they're probably their real objective is probably just like annihilate and wipe out the legal you know firearms uh retail industry here in oregon and i think that's likely they would do um i do have to start driving so i apologize if the noise increases uh, i've got to drive like a third of the way back to the state to go get my kiddo but um well tell us yeah. about the uh the turnout at the uh the, what was it like over there uh it was a, it was you know basically i went into the capital in like a hoodie and uh, everyone else is is either like a uh you know uh, uniformed up, you know, police officer there to guard the Capitol or is like a, uh, very nicely dressed, like political aide or politician in a suit. And I, I stuck out like a sore thumb and it was kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I, 
you know, when it, the room was just like a bunch of like people just like sitting on laptops, typing thing, typing things up, like a giant crowd of people just like looking at their laptops, hearing what was going on, but like transcribing what was happening. I don't know if they were like reporters or, you know, something, but uh, there wasn't a lot of, it didn't seem like a lot of people were there to observe what was happening. Uh, I was like looking around for people that I could be like, oh, they look like they're, <laughs> they like fire, they like Second Amendment rights. I couldn't like see anyone. It was, all the chairs were taken. There were a few people standing, but it, I just, I, I, I didn't see any friendlies there that were immediately obvious to me. And I ended up just wandering around the halls for a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of like, uh, if a, if, I guess if a Christian was in a, like a, uh, satanic temple or something like I, <laughs> yeah. everything about that place creeps me out and, uh, makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, that would be crazy. The, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. My phone switched over to Bluetooth. For a second. It seems uh, like what we should really focus on is, is I think I'm getting an echo in your, uh, Okay, there we go. Um, we should focus on trying to get another thing on the ballot uh, next election just to reverse this because it seems like it was so close. And like I, I've I've talked to a ton of people like personally, they're like, yeah, I didn't really even realize what I was voting on. Like I, I thought that like, well, we already have background checks. I mean, that's a really dumb thing to think, but like they didn't really think the law was that changing. They just thought that okay, well, people can't buy magazines that have more than ten rounds, which is a whole different thing from you need a permit in order to get a firearm. And like, who knows what's gonna happen to us that even uh, that already have like firearms? Like, uh, how's that gonna work? Yeah, it's uh, it's not well thought out. Democracy is not system. Uh, <laughs> but also, you know, uh, you know, just in general, just to, to kind of keep this nice and tight, um, I will say, like, uh, I did go to the uh, the Republican. Senate caucus offices, and I did talk to a nice lady at the front desk. Her name's Ashley. On their on her desk, she did have a copy of Economics One Lesson. So there nice. were people that were there that maybe are not completely that far gone. Um, got to talk to her a little bit about who I was, and she knew Taylor Ricky really well. So, oh, cool. Um, Taylor Ricky is making uh, contacts and and uh, establishing relationships with people there, so that's good. Uh, I will say my uh, reception in the uh, Republican like uh, House office, the front desk lady there was was much, much more cold. <laughs> yeah. Welcoming. I did have on my T-shirt that said, uh, uh, the, the, the Rothbard uh, T-shirt that said, war is mass murder, conscription is slavery, and taxation is theft, is robbery. Uh, so yeah, uh, that might have been a little off-putting to some people. And I <laughs> stairs, but it was fun. I like being the pariah in the room there. Like I'm not. I don't want to be like you people. <laughs> the vast majority of you, anyway. Okay, what are you doing, pal? Want me to? Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Well, I think we did a good update. I yeah. don't know if this is gonna be the best audio going forward, but. Uh... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think we'll kind of end it there. Just want to let you know, I, I went to the Capitol for the first time. I got to see a little bit, a glimpse of how the sausage was made, was uh, skeezed out, and now I'm heading home and feel a lot better. But it's probably, there weren't a lot of people there observing things, so it's probably good. 
if in the future we do have someone there keeping an eye on it i guess i yeah good call yeah yeah we'll, we'll try to figure that out but uh yeah thanks for uh yeah listening everyone uh we'll uh, are, are you and pablo doing a show on friday yeah hoping to haven't been able to confirm that with him yet but uh we had dinner with angela todd last night so that was fun so maybe we could talk about that and maybe just talk about like the uh the king making strategy or whatever for the mises caucus so Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll try to get Taylor Ricky on too, to talk about his, what he's doing here. Cause he's a lot closer, more consistently to the capital than I am. And yeah, probably that'd be great. Actually, cool. maybe I'll reach out to him. See if he can come on, on, on Friday. So yeah. So we'll have something on Friday. Uh, most certainly. So awesome. Great. Okay, cool. Well, uh, looking forward to hearing that and, uh, yeah, everyone I'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Cheers.